make room for sports. Rondo and Boogie, Untitled Fan Fiction, Chapter 2, Rumors. Rondo was roller skating by himself in the basement roller rink at the mansion farmhouse. The overhead speakers were quietly playing the sounds of Boogie's unreleased and unfinished R&B album. While skating, Rondo was also talking on the phone with his therapist. Even unfinished, it's a great album. I don't know why he won't release it. I don't know what he's afraid of. Are you sure this is about Boogie? asked the therapist. Or is this really more about you? What are you talking about? Of course it's about Boogie. Why is it so important to you that he release his R&B album? Because he should be proud of it. Is there anything that you need to release? Anything that you're holding back on? Something that maybe you should be proud of? I release everything on the court and I'm proud of the way I play. But who is Rondo off the court? Who is Rondo when he is not the basketball player? Rondo stopped roller skating. He was struck by this question. See, this is why I love you, man. You are a good therapist. I'm sorry, Rondo. Our time's up. We're going to have to continue this next week. The therapist hung up. The colored lights from the rafters of the roller rink danced around the walls and floor as Rondo stood motionless in the center. Who is Rondo when he is not the basketball player? That question lingered. It echoed and repeated inside Rondo's head all night. He shut down the mansion, turned off all the lights, and locked the front door. He got in his car and drove home. At home, he got into bed with his wife, but he could not sleep. Hey, baby, said Rondo after a few minutes of staring at the ceiling. He nudged his wife gently. I I need to ask you something. Wake up. I love you, Rondo, but what are you waking me up for? Before we met. What, when we were 14? asked Rondo's wife. Yeah, yeah. Back then, before you knew me, maybe you had heard about me? Oh, yeah. My girlfriends had been telling me about you for a while. I remember the first time I went to one of your games. Wow, you moved like a cheetah. So elegant. That's why I waited after the game. Even after my girlfriends all left, I waited for you to come out of the locker room so I could talk to you. And you know the rest. So you always knew me as a basketball player. Rondo, of course. That's why I love you. But who am I when I am not the basketball player? What are you talking about, Rondo? Did you and Boogie smoke weed again tonight? Nah, Boogie's been acting weird. I haven't talked to him or really even seen him in a few days. I'm going back to sleep, said Rondo's wife. Rondo turned on his side and stared at the wall. In his mind, he tried to picture himself as anything but a basketball player. He could not do it without the image looking silly. Rondo, the captain of the boat. Rondo, the cashier at the grocery store. Rondo, the insurance agent. Rondo, the modern artist painter. Rondo, the lighting grip on a film production. None of it looked right. The next day, after Pelican's practice, the team retreated to the locker room as usual. As Boogie was changing into his street clothes, he felt a tap on his shoulder. He turned around and found himself staring at Anthony Davis's neck. Boogie looked up to see Anthony Davis's face. Hey man, said Anthony Davis. I thought maybe we could get together and go over our moves. Kind of strategize a little bit. Get to know each other. Get in sync with one another. 
Yeah, hey man, let's get together and go over our strategies a little bit and get to know each other. Yeah, man, repeated Boogie in a nasally and mocking tone. Are you making fun of me? asked Anthony Davis. Are you making fun of me? said Boogie again, using a funny nerd style voice. Grow up, man. We're on this team together, and we could be great, but we need to be able to play together. Nah, man. I play my game, you play your game, and we be good. It's all gravy. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about how I play, aight? Boogie grabbed his duffel bag and pushed past Anthony Davis. And yo, you should chew some gum, because your breath stank. Ha ha! Boogie high-fived the locker room custodian, who also chuckled. Anthony Davis shot a look at the custodian, and the custodian stopped laughing. Anthony Davis tried to casually put his hand over his mouth and smell his own breath, but this method never really works for anyone. Anthony Davis grabbed his travel toothbrush and toothpaste out of his duffel bag and walked over to the bathroom sink to brush his teeth. He looked at himself in the mirror. He looked at his eyebrow. Even in his own mind, he referred to it as one eyebrow, just like the rest of the world. He considered waxing and plucking the middle, creating two distinct eyebrows, but then he decided that he loves himself exactly the way he is. He loves his brow, and he loves his long eyelashes. As Boogie walked through the parking lot towards his car, he felt his phone buzz. He pulled his phone out of his pocket and looked at it. Another text from Rondo. Where are you at, dog? I thought we were getting pizza after practice. Boogie read the message and then put his phone back in his pocket. He got in his car, a brand new white Ferrari. He revved the engine and smiled. As he drove off, he looked in his rearview mirror and he saw Rondo, who was just now exiting the elevator doors into the parking lot. Rondo desperately raised his hand in the air and tried to signal Boogie, but Boogie sped off around the corner and was gone. That night at the mansion, Rondo sat with Chris Tapp's Porzingis at the kitchen table. They both quietly ate plain spaghetti, which Chris Tapps had made. It's good to carb up before a game, said Persingus. I don't understand how you play for the Knicks and yet you live here, said Rondo. Private Jets, said Persingus. Rondo threw his plate of spaghetti against the wall, smashing the plate. What the heck, said Persingus. You better not be using the downstairs bathroom, said Rondo, before angrily exiting the kitchen. That night... Rondo slept at the mansion farmhouse. He was alone in a giant California king-size bed. He was tossing and turning, unable to quiet his mind. He had heard the rumors that Boogie might get traded to the Cavs. Screw LeBron James, Rondo thought to himself. No, no, don't blame LeBron James, Rondo thought, correcting himself. Maybe the rumors were true, but then again, maybe they were not true. Everyone was acting mysterious, and Boogie was acting especially weird, dodging Rondo and not replying to his phone calls or text messages. Rondo always knew that Boogie was emotionally distant, but this was new behavior. Rondo tossed and turned in bed some more, kicking his legs with frustration. He and Boogie had just been reunited. How can Boogie get traded before the season even begins? This would ruin everything. Who am I? Rondo asked himself. Rondo got up from bed and decided to go get a glass of Gatorade from the Gatorade bar featuring statues of old NBA players. The house was quiet and dark. 
Light from the full moon was shining in through one of the windows. The house creaked quietly under Rondo's feet. As Rondo perused the myriad flavors available at the Gatorade bar, he suddenly heard the sound of a basketball dribbling slowly and echoing in the other room. Prazingis? asked Rondo. No answer. Boogie? No answer. Rondo finished filling his glass with mango-flavored Gatorade. Come on, guys, quit playing. Rondo sipped his Gatorade. It was so cold, so refreshing, like the best water, only better. Rondo slammed the entire glass of Gatorade, letting the liquids run down his throat and into his stomach. He set down the empty glass. The sound of the basketball dribbling continued. One dribble about every eight seconds. Lots of reverb. Rondo moved towards the sounds coming from the next room. As he entered the room, a cold hush enveloped him. The room was suddenly pitch black. But then in the far left-hand corner of the room, a white translucent figure emerged from thin air. The figure bounced a basketball that sounded like it weighed 100 pounds. The figure suddenly disappeared and then reappeared in the right-hand corner of the room. Another heavy echoing bounce of the basketball. And again, the figure disappeared. Rondo couldn't make sense of what he was seeing. Come on, Boogie. I know you're just trying to scare me with, like, some Sky Mall hologram machine or something. The figure then emerged, standing right in front of Rondo. Rondo's first instinct was to punch the figure in the face. But when he did this, his fist moved through the figure as if he had just tried to punch a cloud of smoke. The figure bounced the basketball. Hello, Rajan. Am I saying that right? Are you, 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 a g-g-g-g-ghost? It's considered rude to call attention to it, but yes, I am. Are you an African-American living human male? Yes, I am. Do you know who I am? No, should I? Probably. I only invented basketball. What? You're James Naismith? What are you doing here? I don't really know. To talk to you, I guess. Can other people see you, or just me? asked Rondo. I don't know. The ghost world is very confusing, Rondo. There's no set rules. Even as ghosts, we barely know what's happening half the time. After a while, you learn to just, like, roll with it. Wait, said Rondo. Am I dead? No! How did you get a ghost basketball? asked Rondo. Can you fly or, like, walk through walls? Okay, Rondo, listen, the basketball is a prop. And with that, James Naismith threw the basketball to the side and it disappeared like dust. And yes, I can walk through anything. Yo, you ever check out, like, the girls' locker room, since they probably can't see you? Rondo, I'm no pervert. Oh, right, sorry, Mr. Naismith. Are you going to give me advice now or something? Maybe, like, a special power? Uh, hold on, I'll be right back. James Naismith went poof, and Rondo was alone in the dark room. Am I going crazy? Rondo wondered out loud. Maybe I should call my therapist right now, like, like it's a crisis. Poof, and James Naismith was back. What does it feel like to be a ghost? asked Rondo. I love your curiosity, but you have to stop asking so many questions. Why do ghosts have such limited time? Or are you just on a busy schedule? You are having a conflict with a friend and fellow teammate. Is that correct, Rondo? Well, yes, yeah, sort of. Let me tell you, Rondo. 
The jump shot was born out of necessity more than innovation. Who invented the jump shot? asked Rondo. I don't know. I'm reading a script. You should know it anyway. If not, go gaggle it or whatever. Google, said Rondo. It's called Google. Sometimes you need to do what is necessary, Rondo. Sometimes you cannot wait. You need to take matters into your own hands. Is your advice supposed to be cryptic? asked Rondo. Yes, actually it is. Sorry, I don't write it, but... Listen, I'm late to go visit Michael Jordan. I hate him. Poof! The ghost was gone. Christat Persingus stumbled into the room. It smells like a ghost in here. Go back to bed, you're sleepwalking again, said Rondo. Rondo stood in the dark, empty room. Who am I? And what do I have to do? He silently wondered to himself. Then he thought, that ghost wasn't even scary. I wonder if that was really James Naismith. I would have believed any old white guy ghost. Is that systematic racism? Boogie, Boogie would know the answer. Oh, Boogie! Rondo curled up on the hardwood floor in the dark, empty room and went to sleep. Make room for sports! Make room for sports!